0: This is the Epilog audio
1: experience. A quick disclaimer for our podcast The SOS Show points discussed in this podcast should not be relied upon as conclusive medical advice in any case. The host shall not be a substitute for proper medical professional. You must seek professional help in case of any requirement. Thank you emotional intelligence or EQ in the simplest ways is understood as managing your emotions and other people's emotions. In this last episode for the year 2021 of the SOS show with me Sachita, we try and get an in-depth understanding of this most important tool that we can use in our personal and professional life, simplify our life and enhance our mental health and well-being. Our guest for today is Dr. Jalpa Bhuta. Dr. Jalpa Bhuta is an internationally trained psychiatrist. She has worked as a research officer for the prestigious WHO project in collaboration with the Ministry of Health. She has worked with some of the best hospitals in the United Kingdom, namely the Institute of Psychiatry, Molse Hospital, King's College London, Belfast City Hospital and much more. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, Dr. Jalpa. Welcome to a podcast, The SOS Show. Thank you for joining in and thank you for taking our time and being on our show. Thank
0: you, Suchita, for calling me and talking about this important and relevant topic, emotional quotient.
1: You know, this is something, uh, Jalpa, that I've always been very um, inquisitive about, also very about. Also, I have a lot of questions when it comes to emotional quotient, emotional intelligence and it's something specifically nowadays when we are still in covid and perhaps getting into the next wave uh, how do we use this in our day to day lives so jalpa tell me how would you define as a as you know as a doctor as a psychiatrist as somebody who's working in the mental health space how would you define emotional intelligence
0: Okay, so basically, we need to be aware that emotional intelligence uh, differs totally from uh, you know the general uh, intelligence quotient that we measure for people. Like we always say, the I.Q. is this, this, this. Whereas emotional quotient or the emotional intelligence that is EQ is completely different. So just to give a much more um uh, better definition in the sense, if we talk about I.Q. We basically are measuring the person's general bank of information, their memory, their vocabulary, their visual motor skills, etc. But when we talk about emotional intelligence, the key thing in knowing is it is basically about knowing and managing one's own emotions and at the same time, uh, knowing and managing other people's emotions. You know, these two things are the key components of emotional intelligence. And basically, it is useful in all areas of life. Like, for example, when you see a person who's looking really cool as a cucumber, when they are, you know, presenting a major uh, presentation or when somebody has uh, important deadlines, but they don't look harassed or pressured. So you have to know that that person has a high emotional quotient. Okay, just to give a broader idea, basically emotional um, intelligence has uh, five key domains. Okay, so as we already said, the number one domain is to know your own emotions. The number two is to self-regulate or to manage your own emotions. The third domain is motivation, how you use emotional quotient, how it helps you to be motivated. The fourth is how it helps you developing empathy towards other people. And the fifth way in which it helps is to managing relations or, you know, social skills. So these are the five main domains that emotional intelligence is useful for.
1: Awesome, awesome, brilliant. So, of course, managing your social skills, you're developing empathy, you are developing your emotional, your uh, quotient, you're self-regulating, you're knowing your own emotions and knowing other people's emotions Brilliantly put, uh, Jalpa. So every day as I have been doing this podcast, we're almost heading to the 100th episode. We're doing this for almost two years. And this is a constant challenge, which I have been talking to a lot of people in their personal and also in their professional space. And as we are sort of heading for another year, would you, would you, give a few pointers as to how can we use emotional intelligence uh, as a tool for our mental health and well-being.
0: Certainly, certainly, yes. So this is another important uh, question that you brought, Suchitam. So as we all know, human beings are all social animals. We are all wired for connection, okay? And it helps us in our relationships. When our relationships are better, we feel more fulfilled. We have much more enriching lives and we can have... Uh, more job satisfaction and basically get along with our work colleagues and our friends okay so how do we use it as a tool so firstly as i mentioned those five key domains okay so just again elaborating that a bit further and coming back to this question knowing our emotions so how is this possible i'll give you another example supposing i find myself that i'm shouting a lot at say waiters in a restaurant Now, how do I know what my emotions are? I need to identify that I'm shouting at the waiters every time that I enter a restaurant or maybe throughout a particular day. So I have to understand what is my emotion here. It is anger. So once I identify the emotion, then I have to question myself, where is this emotion coming from? So is it The anger is because of somebody else that I'm actually displacing on the poor waiters who cannot reply back to me. So then if I have to think back, I have to say, oh, I had a fight with my husband. Oh, I had some issue with my colleagues or I was manipulated. And that is why it has made me angry. So once I succeed in identifying my and naming my emotion, that is the number one step that, you know, I've taken. So. It basically you recognize your triggers you identify your strengths you see your limitations and you also understand your behaviors your patterns and your motives
1: okay. so then the next point managing okay, just, your emotions just just before that before that just a quick button here jalpa so identifying your emotions knowing your emotions giving it a name and recognizing the trigger which means that you are throughout the day constantly aware About your emotions. So it's almost like self-awareness.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You hit the bullseye on that. So yeah, you have to, you know, be increasingly self-aware. Now coming back to the next point is managing your emotions or self regulating. Mm. So basically you should know how to pause. Like if I'm really angry and I'm boiling with anger, I need how to hit the pause button and to control my impulses. I need to think before I act and I have to also consider the consequences of whatever I'm going to be about to you know, suddenly do. So then I step back, I introspect and then I behave accordingly. I try to calm myself down. I try to adapt to the situation and i also learn to cope and manage with conflict. so this is the second bit which helps in my self-regulation or managing my own emotions now when i come to the third bit how mm-hmm. it keeps me motivated You know, Hmm. if I have a high emotional quotient or emotional intelligence, I have a strong thirst for personal development. Hmm. I am actually driven to succeed and it is irrelevant of, you know, what my status will be or how many people are going to praise me or how much money I'm going to earn or how much recognition I'm going to get. It's just a personal need and I have my own standards and I'm going to try to accomplish my goals. So overall, having a high intelligence quotient helps me to achieve my goals in a very motivated fashion Mm. now the fourth bit that we are talking about empathy so again if i have an high IQ, i have a healthy self-interest but i'm not self-centered so i basically put myself in your shoes i understand where you are coming from how the impact of my words is going to make you feel so accordingly i learn to you know be compassionate and to not judge you and basically just to be aware that basically you are also trying your best i'm also trying your best we all are in trying circumstances so how we can best deal with the whole thing Mm -hmm. and lastly the fifth is to manage relations so because of all these things that are going on in a rapid conscious or an unconscious level i'm also i become good in listening in having a good body language i learn how to develop a rapport with others i learn how to you know Deal with the conflict, deal with the issues in hand, and communicate better. So, obviously, it is going to improve my social skills. Now, mm. coming back to your question, Suchita, where you said how can we use it as a tool for mental health and well being? Already yes. we know but that just, research. Just,
1: just quickly again, butting, it, uh, butting in here, Jalpa, yeah, yeah, sure. you mentioned yeah. about, uh, you know, before, before you come to answering the question, when we're talking about self regulation, which is mm-hmm. your second point and when we're talking mm-hmm. about empathy which is your fourth point mm-hmm. um, how do we in the midst of so so if you're in the midst of a conflict and you want to self regulate what are a couple of things that of course we're identifying it we're knowing that we are doing this because we have become self aware yeah. we are you know we are aware of our emotions we're paying attention to them how do we self-regulate at that point
0: okay so again just narrating an example supposing now i have a conflict with my employer or my manager or my senior okay and that person Mm. has really attacked me or criticized me Mm. so if i have a low eq what am i going to do i'm going to answer back or I'm going to you know, either resign or storm out of the place, bang the door or start shouting at a higher pitch. Okay. Mm. However, if I have a higher EQ, what will I do? Firstly, I'll try to take a deep breath. I'll try to reflect on what the situation, what the boss is trying to say, what I'm actually hearing and what I need to actually gauge from the entire thing. So I take a pause, I, I take a step back, I start taking deep breaths. I understand that I'm feeling very angry, which is absolutely normal. It is normal to, you know, react in anger to a situation, but then I choose to respond differently. So that is where my empathy, where I know the stress that he's going through, where the company is going through losses, or you know, patients are dying, or whatever it is. I put myself in his place. And accordingly, I then tell him that I understand you're having a difficult time. I know you're worried about this. So let us, you know, develop an action plan. Out here, let us see what the immediate goals are. So, in short, what I'm trying to say, I communicate more effectively and in a better way, and I try to reach a kind of a solution to the problem instead of just taking it personally as an attack and being all defensive about
1: it. Mm, Beautiful. So, basically, communicating effectively and choosing to respond differently, which is again applicable in your personal love relationships with your parents, with your friends, and also your professional relationships.
0: Absolutely,
1: yes. And Jalpa, when we talk about empathy, now everybody everybody tells me that, why has this word become so common? Empathy is what we need to have. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, make fun of it and say, you know, how can you develop empathy? So how do, how do people develop empathy? What are the tools? Can you develop it? Or it's something that you're born with? How, I mean, it's like almost like how do you, tell someone to be compassionate because it's it's so intangible uh yes these are things that you know
0: either you're born with it or Mm. you know you have to develop it so people who are actually born with it it becomes like second nature to them they don't even realize that they're being empathetic to other people whereas somebody who is not as empathetic or compassionate firstly again the number one point is to realize you're not You know, you are lacking in this area. And how do you become? So obviously, it's not going to happen overnight. So what you need to do is after you identify that, you know, you may not be as compassionate as others. Think of all different scenarios where you perceive you may not have been as compassionate. Make a note of them. Try to visualize alternating responses or, you know, supposing somebody was walking with a crutch and you did not respond with either compassion you did not offer to say bring a cup of coffee for that person so try to remember certain kinds of such scenarios and then see how you could have behaved differently so when you develop a practice where you keep writing down at least three scenarios through the day where your responses could have been different then you start understanding how you could train yourself to you know Identify a person in distress and how you can train yourself to be more empathetic by putting yourself in their shoes and then behaving accordingly.
1: Mm, It's beautiful. And uh, of course, using that as a tool, uh, because we're talking about mental health and well-being. But before that, Jarpa, just somebody also mentioned to me that emotional intelligence is something that uh, we need to also be a bit calculated about because it should not put somebody like perhaps a leader on the back foot. Do you think that's something to be considered? Because it can make you uh, softer and soft skills are still something that we are learning to adapt to.
0: Okay, so basically, see, for example, now a strict leader who's uh, pretty authoritative, like we all know the example of somebody who, you know, announced the resignation of at least 900 jobs online in some Zoom call. We know Mm -hmm. that. So you could say that, yeah, that was a strict leader. But again, could it have been done differently? I mean, you're doing the same thing, but could the approach uh, have been different? So that is where the emotional intelligence comes into play. Okay. So how does it impact at the workplace? You need to know that as a leader, you've got to, you know, it helps you in uh, improving your communication skills. It helps you to know what your employees are going through, how you can handle the stress that your employees are going through and how you can make difficult announcements in a much more better way that it doesn't impact their self-esteem and doesn't, you know, uh, spoil their, I mean, ruin their mental, uh, their their mental health also the way you do it. So basically it helps you in leadership because firstly, your organization abilities become much better. And in fact, it can help people around you also achieve the success. You can communicate your points in a much more assertive and in a better way that actually improves your employees loyalty towards you. That gets them more engaged towards the job at hand that decreases their dissatisfaction in their job. And employees then don't see you as being a soft person they actually you know develop a healthy respect towards you and they come to you with better communication which overall improves in the way you run your organization also it helps you in decision making and uh, it predicts good job performance so when you're recruiting your employees also if you can gauge their emotional uh, competence their emotional quotient you know that the job performance is also going to be better Hmm. I hope
1: that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. And using it as a tool for our daily mental health and well-being because th- these are the daily conflicts. The relationships, interpersonal relationships can become daily conflicts in our life when it comes to you know our loved ones, uh, our friends, um, and also our professional relationships. So how do we constantly uh, use it as a tool?
0: yes so as I say if I have an high IQ I may not be successful at my relationship I mean we all know that people working in the Silicon Valley have a high percentage of divorce rates yeah. so because what is lacking is the emotional quotient however if I may have reasonable amount say average amount of IQ but if I have a very high emotional quotient mm. so it means that I can communicate with my loved ones in a better way I can perceive what they want I can anticipate better I'm much more intuitive and I'm much more better in dealing, I mean every relationship is going to have some kind of conflict, some kind of fight some kind of issues, misunderstandings so if I can deal with that in a much better way and I can train the people that I'm living with also to see my point of view and to think similarly and also for them to empathize with what I'm going through and myself empathize what they are going through, see ultimately the crux of all successful relationships is trust and communication. If either of these are not there, every relationship is bound to be a failure. Okay, so with mm. high EQ, my social skills are better, my problem solving abilities are better, my rapport is better, the closeness of my relationship is better. So obviously, it is a win win situation because mm. I will feel more enriched, my loved ones are going to feel more fulfilled, and our happiness quotient is going to go up. Because ultimately, what are we? As I said previously, we are all social animals, and the more interconnectedness we feel and the more happiness it is going to bring us so that is why EQ is very very important in our personal lives also
1: Hmm, absolutely and how do I measure my emotional quotient uh, Jalpa how do I know how much of emotional intelligence I have
0: So, I mean, ideally, uh, the objective way of measuring, there are a few well-known, you know, rating scales which you can use. Either somebody can administer them on you or you yourself can go through the rating scales because some of them are uh, self-reporting. So, one is the emotional quotient inventory, which is a 133 item. It measures your social intelligence and your emotional intelligence. So basically the different areas it goes through is intrapersonal EQ, interpersonal EQ, adaptability, stress management and your general mood, your, your happiness levels, your optimism levels. So this is one thing. The other one is a self-report emotional intelligence test, which again is self-rated. So it is a 33-item test. So when you have a certain score, you know that your EQ might be relatively stronger. And another one is the MSCEIT 2.0, which again is a very long one, which is a 141-item test. So these are some of the objective measures. Obviously, you can also ask if you really... Uh, other ways uh, you could just ask your friends your trusted friends you know how they think that you would react in a certain difficult situation and depending on how they would describe so that is also one kind of a subjective way in which you can gauge whether your EQ is good or not as good as you'd like it to be
1: Mm -hmm. and how and if it's not good or it's something that we need to really really work upon I think this is something that is quite or could possibly be very uh, flexible uh, every day of our living, how do we work on it and enhance it?
0: So again, um, Basically, again, those five different areas that we Mm. talked about, if we can just uh, deal with each one individually. So Mm -hmm. the first one was, you know, self-awareness or to identify your own feelings. So basically, as I already mentioned, you on at a regular time of the day, you have a journal you know you reflect on how you behaved in certain social interactions mm-hmm. and what bothered you and then you can go back and again read them and you can actually analyze your own reactions and your own thoughts and your own feelings you can also learn to meditate and start observing how you're feeling through different um, thoughts that you that run about in your mind mm-hmm. the second thing was the so, so, so,
1: so quickly adding to that so basically you're saying journal your emotions every day Absolutely. Yes. So yes, like so sure. of course that, that is makes one you more way of doing it, Yes. So that makes you more aware about your at what time, how are you behaving? And actually, when I did that, I saw a pattern in my emotions. That this is how I behave in the morning. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> and it, can, it can become very scary because, oh my God, 12 o'clock I behave like this, 2 o'clock I behave like this, 10 a.m. I behave wow. like this.
0: So yeah, then you have to find out why you chose to behave the way you did at those different times. Again, yeah. Whether external factors like, you know, hunger or fatigue or, you know, lack of sleep in those things, once you rule them out. Then you look into the crux of the matter.
1: Sure. Yeah. So then self regulation. self -regulation. Self regulation. Yeah
0: so um, basically um, you have to see that when you get really excited you have to learn to you know calm yourself down take deep breathing exercises learn to meditate learn to again reframe the challenges and you know just don't look at things as failures look at things as learning experiences try to accept any kind of strong emotion you're going through just be mindful about it firstly identify then verbalize what you're feeling just don't keep it under a carpet so basically give me things. Objectively observe those emotions, feel them through, and then try to regulate or control them and work through them basically. So, that is how you could try the self regulation bit. Then, the motivation if you feel you're not motivated at your work, again try to identify what might be the reasons. Try to make a list of all your goals, then divide them. These are my short term goals, these are my immediate goals, these are my medium term, my long term, and every day you know, tick mark that tomorrow, okay, I want to do these, these, these. break them down into small steps. And whenever you achieve something, give it a tick. So the more number of ticks you start seeing on your pages, the more um, uh, reinforcing it becomes for you to stick to your kind of immediate goals. Don't try to, you know, achieve too much too soon because then you're setting yourself up for failure. So do it carefully. Prepare yourself for a few setbacks where you may not stick to your plan. That's fine. As long as you can achieve at least even 30-40% of what you plan to do. So over a week's time or over a month's time, that's good enough. That's good enough. Mm. So be Mm. kind to yourself also. Mm. Then the fourth thing, to build empathy, Again, pay attention to your surroundings. See if you can pick up on the energy of the environment. And, you know, try to imagine what I would feel if I was in that person's place. What would be the kind of thoughts and feelings going through? Don't be judgmental. So these are all the ways in which you can try to, you know, become more empathetic as we already described before. And then lastly, social skills. So, you know, imagine yourself in new situations. And whenever you do, try to pay attention to your body language. Try to see that, maintain eye contact. Listen to others. Just don't hear them. Actually listen to them. See what they want. See why they want what they want. And in a sense, in that way, you can try to improve on your social skills. And um, the other things are basically um, be very humble. Don't, don't get too arrogant or proud. And... Uh, Take more responsibility for your feelings. Use, use your gut feelings, you know, make decisions instead of only thinking through the head. Also use your heart at times. You need to have a healthy balance between the two and um, yeah use the that feeling also to help show respect for other people learn to validate other people's feelings and if you feel somebody is consistently invalidating you again identify that and avoid those people also learn to address it in a much more assertive and positive way
1: with all these points is jalpa tell me now we are entering another phase of covid as everyone is talking about we we might enter we might not enter but The shutdowns have started and it can take a severe toll on the mental health and well-being of people. What are a couple of things that we can do on a daily basis to tackle that?
0: So again, this might be easier said than done. Yeah, you know, because, you know at least start doing Yeah. <laughs> I mean we all know the huge impact COVID has had on us where our kids yeah. are gone for a toss, we've lost our loved ones. Yeah. We've been through some kind of uh, strange scenario where we don't step out of the house to even go to work, where we don't interact with other people where there is so much loss financially, emotionally, and in every which way, we just learn to fear what will happen next. And as mental health professionals, we have also seen a huge number of cases of anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorders, obsessive-compulsive disorders, panic disorders, everything is markedly gone up. So yeah, as you said about, you know, two things that we can do, again, it goes back to developing a higher EQ in the sense. Mm. You know, for example, if we hear the news on the TV that the the number of cases are doubling or they're going up or we're anticipating a lockdown or whatever it is, or so, so and so, so many people have died or been hospitalized. Number one is to again identify what is the immediate thought and what feeling has the thought led to? Is it fear? Is it worry? Is it anxiety? So as a consequence of that, what are we doing? Are we, you know, shutting our doors completely? Are we avoiding people? Or are we just forgetting everything and not masking things and just living in denial? What what exactly are we doing? And what are the worst case scenarios that we are imagining? And how we deal with that? So we identify all these emotions and feelings we're going through, talk it out with people, talk it out with your friends, your loved ones to any mental health professionals who can help you on a much more better platform about what you're going through. And also aim for a good work-life balance because ultimately in life, see, living is not just about work. It's also about enjoying life and Mm. stressing with your loved ones. So yeah. see to it of demand. I mean, I'm sure a lot of workplaces are putting things in place. They are empowering people to build better work skill sets. You know, they. I'm sure they also have uh, workshops for people to develop tools on how they can react to stress and to how to increase their EQ. But nevertheless, if it is not there in place, at least you begin with your own selves and with your close friends as to how you can deal with difficult situations, how you can de-stress yourself, how you can work through your worries, your emotions, your feelings, how you can learn to put yourself in a calm corner, and you know, not be too judgmental, but to analyze things more rationally and get a head over all these panicky emotions and feelings you may be going
1: through so yeah I don't know if that made sense and one of the biggest challenges that you faced during the lockdown as a mental health professional and do you foresee anything coming in the next next few months or the new year's
0: uh, I cannot say that for sure because the new year is going to come up in just a week's time. So obviously in a week, nothing great is going to happen or earth shaking. Mm. But I I expect just as during the last um, outbreak, which was really bad last year, no. probably around the months of March, April, I mean, God forbid, but if you're seeing another outbreak which is as bad, then... So people suffering from anxiety disorders, depressive disorders, everybody, it it just relapses and uh, the mental health goes for a complete toss. So, you know, all these things like having good emotional intelligence, a social network, developing resilience, improving your skills, all these things really help. And to some extent, of course, even spirituality, even embracing religious kind of principles, all these things help and enrich your mental health and keep you going in the face of adversity.
1: Mm, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Jalba, for your time. So, so, so appreciate this. Thank you, Suchita. I really enjoyed <laughs> self-awareness is the key to know your emotions understand them know where they're coming from know how to self-regulate which is pause think and act stay self-motivated develop empathy and manage social skills and you can know your emotional quotient through various apps that are there on the sites, as mentioned in the episode as well here's wishing all of us a high emotional intelligence in the year 2022 from individual to countries Wishing each of you a year full of joy, happiness, bliss, blessings and gratitude. See you in 2022.